happy day. When throwback records. Hey, everybody. It's Throwback to School, the podcast where we talk about stuff we liked in high school and we determine if it's good anymore or not. And uh, get in, losers. We're podcasting. I'm Andrew. And with me is... Sister Mary Fake Liza. Oh, boy. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, Liza, it's going pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Um, uh, it turns out this podcast is turning re- religious. Oh, yeah. Quickly. Yeah, we are. This is a we have rebranded to we're purely a Christian, not even Christian Catholic podcast, right? That's right. Uh, Get it right. Andrew. Yeah, I of course. I knew it. We're, uh, it's our brand now. Um, yeah, we listen. we know so much. We know so Catholic. much. We know so much. We're gonna listen to nothing but gospel music from here on out. Um, and to the big G, you know who I'm talking about. This one's for you, bud. We just offended. R.I.P. We we R.I.P. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So offensive. Oh yeah, we just drove off at like at least Jade, right? Like she's. <laughs> At least our one believer. Our one, yeah, confirmed believer <laughs> listener. Um, boy, oh boy. <laughs> We're at least going to get like a text message. Yes. Um, so <laughs> Minimum. Liza, in, in, in our rebrand of being a Catholic-only podcast, um, uh-huh. we watched a movie that is something that you enjoyed when you were a youngster. That's right. And this is a movie, uh, it's a sequel. We have not, we have not even touch the approach the subject of the of the original but um sister act two back in the habit that's right back in the habit real real um, quick before we get into the movie can you, i ask you why we picked the sequel and not the not the the original um I, there's nothing wrong with the original it's great i think it's just one of those things that i just happen to like the second one better sure that's, um yeah it, and then I got obsessed with the soundtrack of the second one in high school, which is why I picked it also for this podcast. Um, it has music. It has uh, Lauren Hill. I don't know. It's just like it has extra bits there. Well, the first one has music too. Duh. This, but the first the one does not point. have Lauren Hill. The, it does not. Mm-hmm. And. Um, and so, and and also like it happens in a high school in the second one like there's like youth and sure. like cool kids from 1993. Those kids were pretty um, dang cool. <laughs> and uh, that's right. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much the main thing. Is I I've always I think I've always liked the second one better. And then even though the first one is great, and then I got obsessed with the soundtrack when I was in high school. Yeah. And, watched a movie and listened to it a lot the other thing that this movie the sequel has over the original is of course former uh subject matter on the podcast miss jennifer love hewitt is that's in this right movie. little baby love hewitt Lo- she little is baby. so young in that thing and and when her name comes up in the credits love is in quotation marks really yeah it's very i was like why is that? is that not her name Oh, did they? Is that a nickname that she would go by? And then she when just she like, was a youth, and so she just like rebranded it to be her name because it's no longer in quotation marks now that she's like an adult actress. 
No, it's just her. Yeah, her. So her like her actress name or whatever. So her mom like called her like love, and she was like, "That's I think that's my name now. I think I'm actually gonna, <laughs> I'm actually gonna trademark the word love because that's my name. <laughs> I own that. Love is me. Oh, to be in love with love would be just the a dream. So, sister act two. You know two, how like I wonder if people call like she grew up with people calling her love like a lot you know like baby in right. dancing like it just yeah. became this nickname and then she just went with it she was yeah, like, yeah I, I didn't catch the quotation marks yeah i think that we're we're figuring out the, the the whole etymology or the basis of jennifer love hewitt's whole career is she was called <laughs> love for so long then she put it in her name and now it's she has officially she has filed for a name change mm-hmm. and now she owns the word love and she, it's official. Mm-hmm. It's official. Mm-hmm. That TV show Love, they better be paying it's her hers. some. They better be paying her some money. Some of that. And Netflix she was like, movie. "Why wasn't I in it? Yeah. What the hell?" She's calling Paul Rudd every day. <laughs> Why wasn't I in it? The show's over. That's my Paul Rudd impression. Um, <laughs> sorry, Paul. Anyway, so we watched Sister Act Two: Back in the Habit. It is a mm-hmm. 1993, 94? Yeah, 93. Uh, 1993 movie. And yeah, as you said, it takes place in a high school. Uh, Dolores, Whoopi Goldberg's mm-hmm. character, is uh, tracked down by the nuns that she worked with in the first movie. And they need her help to get in touch with the youth of this high school. It's an inner city high school that they're now teaching at. And right. they need the help of the only black person that they know, Whoopi Goldberg, to get in touch with these with these dang youths. They just won't listen to us. So they go to get her help. She is a thriving uh like uh lounge singer in in Vegas. Right. So they go She they be, go. like does these like she does these like medley um Supremes and other like fifties and sixties band covers mm-hmm. um type shows. They're very like very Vegas. Yeah. So what I thought was going to happen because I've um, this is a surprise to you, Liza. I have seen this movie within the last like three months. You have, um, I have. for the yeah. first time for the not for the first time, but like okay. I for the first time in a while. And so now <laughs> that I've rewatched it again, I have seen it more times in succession than I ever thought I was going to. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, th- I was getting around to thanking you, so thank you for jumping the gun on that. Um, <laughs> So I have also then seen the first movie, which is about her being on the run from her sketchy boyfriend who's tracking her down. And then this one, you know, they come and they pick her up from Vegas and she just seems to be able to drop doing her lounge act on like the, the, on a dime, which I thought there was going to be a part of the movie where like her agent or her manager like comes and it's like, you know, Dolores, you have to come back to the, do the show. But like that is, that whole thing is just like, She's even in the room with her manager who seems to not care at all that she's leaving. Yeah, no, I, I, there's a fair amount of stuff I did not catch before uh-huh. uh, that I caught on watching this view this time around. Uh, and one of those is that is like they sit, you know, they go see her in the middle of a show. They don't announce, they don't call her, they don't mm-hmm. tell her they, they're going to show up. They just sort of show up mid show and then. She's like, they, come on stage. Yeah, she's like, come on stage, sing with me. And like the whole production is okay with that. And then after the show, they go to her room and the manager is there and he, 
it's sort of hokey like he tries to be like oh any anything business you have to go through me and mm-hmm. she's like well these are my friends and anyway they tell they vaguely tell her they need her help they don't tell her what why how like anything right. really they're just like we need your help uh maggie smith is de- desperate maggie smith is the the mother nun mother's a carrier <laughs> yeah <laughs> um they're like she couldn't come, but she has to to come get you. You need to come back with us to San Francisco. Can I can I and also she's can like, I make a quick note about this scene when they get up to her hotel room? The the little redheaded nun, yeah, like uh-huh. looks around the room like it's this like huge like palace, right? And I'm thinking like, okay, well, like one, they're nuns, so they're used to like very tiny little rooms. So I figure right. like they probably just gave her this big expansive suite above the casino. When they pan out to the room, it's really not that much bigger than like my living room. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very well, and maybe it's like for the time. I don't know. It looks like a very regular hotel room. It looks smaller than a regular hotel room. Like it was like literally <laughs> like it looked like what would be like the foyer of like a huge hotel room. Yeah, but yeah, it was like the it was just like this little room, and she's just like looking around. Like maybe she was looking at the view, but it was just this like very mm. funny like. What is she looking at? Like this. Really- <laughs> she does feel very amazed, and mm-hmm. you're like, what are you, like, but I wonder if you're right. It's like they are nuns who live in like in the either the monastery or in the school, mm-hmm. and so their quarters are very so rudimentary. They, they went from like, like a, there's really no fluff, and they went from like a ten by ten room to a like fifteen by fifteen room. They're like, whoa, look at this space. <laughs> look at this castle. Yeah. I just like it just felt like a weird production thing where like I don't know did was it not in the budget for them to like rent out a giant room for like three hours to shoot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I also caught a couple other things that we can talk about later. Where I wonder if just the editing or the, there were like more things in the movie that they had to cut down because mm-hmm. there were a couple things later on that I was like, this doesn't quite make sense. Um, but. Yeah, they they managed to get her to come with them to San Francisco mid tour or like mid season of theoretically doing shows right. every night. It was not. It was, it was. It was never established that it's like her last show or like she's no. taking a break. It's just like she was in the middle of a show. They came in. They're like, "Hey, you want to come with us?" And she's like, "Great, bye, <laughs> see ya, Vegas." And they were just like, "Well, yeah, guess we let her take a break." Am I right, guys? <laughs> We're, yeah. we're well, all, and then in uh, the first one, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, we're all uh, well doing, well, like, good businessmen. Let's just like let her take a break. Yeah. Money means nothing to us, right? Right. Uh, we don't need our artist cash cow. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, in the first one, she ends up in the monastery because, yeah, because of the violent boyfriend she's in. Uh, is it like she's in wit- witness protection yeah. program? That's how she ends up like being quote unquote being a nun and like sort of that fish out of water kind of story. It is very silly. I recommend it to everyone. There's nothing like I said. There's nothing wrong with that movie. Sure. Although I haven't seen it in a while. But um, in this one, there's definitely some things that were interesting to watch in 2021 that uh-huh. I had forgotten about. Um. But how come you watched it twice this year? What did you just want to watch Our, it earlier? We have a we have a group of friends. We do a, like a Monday night movie thing, and once everybody 
in the group had access to Disney Plus, then like a whole slew of movies were opened and uh, a couple of people in the group are like particularly fond of Sister Act. So we watched one and two. Yeah, we watched one and two in, you know, following weeks. So it was nice. It was fun. I agree. Yeah. Um, The should we do a quick synopsis of this one? Like overall? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So in this one, she, like we said, gets recruited by the her f- nun friends from the first one who are working at a school in San Francisco. It's a obviously a, a private Catholic school in uh, like a low-income neighborhood. Uh, and the school, they basically need her to save the school from closing because it's not the community is not able to pay for the school. So I'm guessing the, the kids get like subsidized into attending. That's the only school in their neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And anyway, they don't really talk about that nitty gritty stuff. They just say (laughs) the school has no money. It's going to close. There should have been like all these kids are, there should have been like a 30 minute scene explaining (laughs) the financials of the school. Just like like flow chart with a graph mm -hmm. and like (laughs) a pie chart. Um, there's some like problematic like now well it was problematic then but yet again like now with with our societal growth hopefully understanding that like the way they talk about the kids is like problematic it or some of them uh they're like you know they're they're you know they're problematic they're rambunctious they're they've got attitude like all this stuff which is always pinned on poor kids of color everywhere so i don't know like take that with a grain of salt i guess um but the they basically ask for Whoopi goldberg's help in reviving or in talking to these kids and hopefully reviving the community involvement into the school but they don't really find out that or at least the main nuns they don't really find out that the school is actually closing at the end of the semester until like mid movie mm-hmm. And so then the second half of the movie is actually to um, it's the incentive to create the choir, which is so Ruby Goldberg gets just the job that she gets hired for is to teach music mm-hmm. for this one class. I guess none of the other students are <laughs> taking music. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> as far as I know, um, there's no other kids who go to the school. Like as far as like. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> There's only 12 students in yes. the entire... <laughs> that is financially unsalv... Like, that is that yes. is untenable. Like, to only have 12 kids in yeah. one school, it's just that's not financially smart. No, especially when you have teachers that live on site right. and need, like, to be paid and lodged and fed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Yeah, they have a they um, have a school chef. That, right? That's right. All mm-hmm. in-house. Yeah. Um, and so... By teaching the music class, they now have an incentive to make it a choir and then compete in a state competition, choir competition mm-hmm. to earn a title, which will then bring um, uh, honor and like proof that the school is worth something yeah. to the board to keep it open, I guess, is the thought process with that. Yeah. Meanwhile, you have sort of your classic 90s uh, business white man in a suit who's like the shark 
and is he's like participate he's like not a board member but is like president of the i don't know it's kind of vague like i think he's like he's position is he's um if you can believe that such a a title exists he's like an auditor so like the true villain of the world (laughs) um my wife can't hear me the she's in the other room um she's an auditor so uh the like he's basically there to see if the if the school's like solvable like if 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 like the money makes sense to be there and so like his incentive to close down the school is he will be able to retire (laughs) early if like yeah there's a couple of scenes like that which that's those are the parts that i think maybe there was more to it and then they started to you know edit like, down for like lengths of the movie or something like that or moving things along and so now you're just sort of left with these questions like people just want to okay, hear the songs so his... they don't want to hear about his like re- like well once <laughs> i retire plan. yeah once i retire i'm going to get a plot of land in wyoming and i'm gonna fish and yeah. uh, like okay buddy let's <laughs> cut more lauren hill and less fishing okay <laughs> <laughs> um the yeah, because there's that there's a scene where sort of you get a sense that there's like something fishy about him. Well, mm-hmm. right away, because he, his name is Mr. Crisp. He's kind of condescending and slightly rude and um, and racist. He, he's probably one of the main offenders of seeing horrible things about the kids yeah. and um, and and keeps calling Sister Mary Clarence the wrong name. And there's just all these like microaggressions. Oh, and, yeah. Uh so he's like the classic villain, which is great. Uh, you hate him from the get go. There's nothing a- appealing about this man or redeeming for the matter. And uh, he, there's that scene where he talks to the board members and he's like, it looks like there's some bribing involved or something. Like there's a, this weird like undertone of like, oh, now that I've made this deal where the school is going to close and instead we're going to put a parking lot that's going to make money to the Catholic board, whatever, yeah. then you can like approve my early retirement. Mm-hmm. Like that's the like thought. And anyway, it's not very well explained, but you sort of get the, you get these little vignettes where you're understanding like, that's the bad guy. Thank mm-hmm. you. Moving on. Yeah. Um, he likes money. Yeah. <laughs> he bad. <laughs> um, so that's sort of the, greater kind of arch of the sh- the movie yeah. and then the but the main meat is whoopi goldberg's bond that she creates with these these youths youths yeah. or whatever yeah uh they're i mean they're not so much at risk as much as they're just living in a really poor neighborhood and well and they're i mean very little opportunity yeah there's there's like you know some of the the students like one of them works a job and like mm-hmm. needs the school like he needs the grade to like be able to kind of keep his life in order and there's like you get a couple like little glimpses of like what these kids are going through and why they need this class to succeed and why they mm-hmm. and then like once the movie kind of opens up and becomes about these kids forming a choir group and i don't know like i <laughs> i've seen this movie twice now and like even still the scene where they all start to like open up musically was like very effective. Like it really worked mm-hmm. on me. And I really like, really like that scene a lot. Um, it's, you know, the premise is obviously very silly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's uh whoopee returning to, to, to teach these kids a lesson and, you know, through music, but it's like, I, 
I don't know. Like, I think this movie works. I think, you know, even still, like, you know, yeah, there's some problematic stuff that occurs in it. But again, it's like, you know, the the most problematic stuff is from the Mr. Crisp, the money guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of the, like, very, like, funny, out-of-touch stuff is, like, you know, Whoopi, you know, like, coming up to the kids. And she's like, oh, you, you guys like to rap? I can rap, too. And she just, like, you know, <laughs> r- like, rhymes, like a bunch of words with no or something and it's just like yeah. it's a very like yeah she's like she's she doesn't listen to rap music you know like it's just sort of like <laughs> you think you know well you don't know and it's just like and so the kids are like whoa she's pretty cool huh you know like so like it's that sort of 90s thing where like all you have to do is sort of rhyme words together and that's rapping right um but it's yeah, I I when they start to like get to what they're gonna do with the movie, and also like that happens like forty five minutes into the movie, and I was just like, oh, we must be getting close to the end of the movie, and I like hit the thing, and I was like, there's an hour left, and I was like, what the fuck? But I think that's the, funny you say that because I this time around I even said out loud when we got to when they get to the competition. Mm-hmm. I, to me, I even said, I was like, oh my gosh, we're so close to the end already. Oh, <laughs> like, I, I didn't, to- yeah, I didn't mean it as like, wow, this movie is really feeling long. Let's move it along no, here. But yeah. I was just like, oh, like I, what I more meant was I thought this was like 15 minutes in the movie when they start getting to the meat of it. It was like 45 minutes and it was just like, right. whoa. There is a fair amount of like exposition for a movie that's about like a singing competition, kid, <laughs> kids in music class. Yeah. Like. It's, I mean, the, it's sort of the, it's the structure of like a lot of movies where it's like, we need to save the youth center. So like, let's throw a fundraiser or like we enter a contest right. and like the prize is this like absorb mm-hmm. exorbitant amount of money that will, it just happens to right. be the amount to save the youth center. There's not that it's, it's that structure, but there's not that weird MacGuffin of like, and here's the giant check to save the school. You know, like instead yeah. it was like, it, it worked as this device to like kind of bring the, the community together and like. Mm-hmm. You know, suddenly a bunch of people are like, we can't close this school. Like, look at this. Like, look at what you we created and look at this thing that you've done. And I think that that makes it a little less corny than like a lot of movies of its era where, again, like at the end of it, you know, the the, the head of the competition hands Whoopi a, an oversized check to, you know, for a hundred thousand dollars. And it's that's just the amount we need to save the school. We did it. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also think like what what I like the most probably about this movie well there's a couple things one it's very represented for Mm -hmm. 1993 and I don't mean like there's a lot of black people in it there's a fair amount of black people in it but there's also people of color in like leadership positions they're not in the forefront but like there's there's a black woman on the board um Mm. of of the school there's uh, there's a black man in the jury Mm-hmm. also at the competition um there the class is diverse there's like there's black kids white kids asian kids like you know um and and i don't think i realized that when i was a, a youth or, or a kid watching this movie sure but now watching it it was like for 1993 it's it's pretty well represented mm-hmm. and um and it also like brings up a lot of random points start still really relevant to today which i thought that was like the kind of the refreshing or like the surprising part of it not being too 
like it didn't it aged well i guess in mm. that way where there's like things that are still really important to know now and conversation like quick conversations that are being had like the kid in the class that's um uh oh, what's his name he like he has a name and she she does their like call sheet and then he stands up and he's like that's my slave's name and like my real name now oh. is like blah 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 I, f- I forget now what, what then he goes by but uh he brings up like very kind of um anti-racist racism like you know uh progressive points to even franke who's like the white kid that's sort of appropriating rap culture and like all these other things and like they like him he's part of the friend the friend group but he still points it out to him that Mm -hmm. like some of the things you say and do are problematic and like i thought for 1993 that was pretty great to watch um so that's like one of the main things i think i really liked watching this time around the other thing is that they um it's not just the kids that learn something like the kids learn how to believe in themselves and then they learn how to trust adults that believe in them that's kind of the main thing that likes to you know the 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 moral of the story cheesiness of it all but the adults the teachers also finally get to see uh you know why those kids are worth their job and like why is it worth why why are they that you know they get revived into this because they were so desperate for so long to keep the school open and sort of forgetting the point of it um and 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 it is still really cheesy but I think like this time around I I appreciated that part Mm -hmm. a lot like that scene where the um He's like the principal of the school. They don't call him that. Father Thomas, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, Father Thomas is the mean one. Anyway, the, the one who the teaches, old- the Father Thomas is the one that teaches Latin, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> not him, the sort of like in charge of the school. There, uh, so the, the, there, there's Father Maurice, there's Father Ignatius. Father Maurice, yeah. yeah. So him, when he, so there's this, this huge, like, chase, kind of, like, situational okay. comedy the, the, of, uh, like... I was going to bring this up. The the madcap car chase yeah. is, like, a different movie. Like, it's, like, it was, like, oh, we've done, we've done a lot of touching up on, like, inner city, you know, children sort of struggles. Let's not forget this is supposed to be a comedy movie. And, like, they, <laughs> they, they pile all the fathers into a small car. They let the father who doesn't know how to drive, drive the car. And he's like, how hard can it be? And you know, like it's this like weird. He's also the father with like severe anger. issues. Yeah. And so like, it's this, like, it's this so, it's so weird. This scene where it's just like, they have this like weird car chase. And then the, the scene that made me laugh so hard because it's just out, totally out of place when they get to the singing competition and they have Mr. Mr. Crisp with them, and th- they trick him into getting into a closet. They're like, I think I hear the kids in there, and he like walks <laughs> in the closet, and then they close it, and then they jimmy the door shut with a big uh, salami, I think. Sausage. <laughs> like, that that would hold, like, he wouldn't be able to break a sausage. <laughs> like, the, the whole point of, of wedging something in the door is that it's an unbreakable piece of metal or something, not that it's like a fucking sausage. <laughs> I I love those they are they, you're totally right they are like 
kind of out of tone it's for the rest of the so movie weird, but it's but it's... i'm such a sucker they make me laugh every time oh. there's a lot of quippy things that are said in those weird scenes too like really like things that make me laugh out loud like it's ridiculous i don't know if it's the nostalgia of it all but like mm-hmm. when he's like i i also love father Invicti- invictus Is uh, that his ignatius Igna- ignatius He's such a kooky little character. I I don't know. He's he's a cartoon and that's his whole like point of being in the movie is yeah. very silly. Like he brings silliness. And so when they um you're right, when they trick him into getting into the closet, he's like, Oh, I think they're in here. I can hear voices. <laughs> and Mr. Crisp is like, Oh, I'm sure you can hear voices. Like <laughs> But also, like, the dummy, like, looks at the closet and goes, what do you mean? And he, like, walks into the closet and then they shut the door on him. It's just like, what? It's like an Ed, Ed, and Eddie cartoon show. Yeah, no, totally. Right after that, Father Maurice, um, who's about, he, like, is looking for the kids. Or he's looking for for Whoopi Goldberg. The kids see him and then they get really excited because they're like, wow, you came up, you came to see us. We didn't think you were going to do that. Uh-huh. And he's about to tell them like, oh, we're shutting down the school. We're pulling you from the competition. Like he's about to tell them all this like pretty bad news. And, and but then he looks at him and starts like crying mm-hmm. and is like really emotional about seeing how he's like this like enlightened moment pun intended like of of him realizing the the beauty in the kids and like the main goal of being a teacher and like sort of the how your 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 soul gets fed through that relationship and and just that moment i'm such a sucker for it every time i'm just like it's so cute he's finally realizing like (laughs) i there's a couple scenes like that scene really gets me i don't know if like I could hold it together. Like every time Maggie Smith talks, like I'm yeah. always on the edge of crying because she just seems like such a sweet lady. Like yeah. if, if in real life, Maggie Smith was like, you know, just for some reason was like, thank you for, you know, bringing me groceries or like, thank you for whatever. <laughs> like, I think I'd start crying on the spot. She's just like, yeah. has this like way of delivering. Like when, when, um, when Dolores, shows up at the at the school for the first time and and she meets up with mother superior maggie smith and she's just like thanking her for showing up i was just like oh my god oh my god she's a she's an angel like she's so sweet and you know like she just she can deliver any line and i might start crying i just like i love her so much she maggie smith is a treasure i love her um she and and I think that the scenes are particularly impactful if you've watched the first one because mm-hmm. the f- kind of a huge learning kind of moral of the first one is those two's relationship because right. when um uh they clash mm-hmm. most of the movie right like that's sort of the the main thing of the first one is is Maggie Smith being credit she's portrayed as this like really rigid uh, no nonsense cookie cutter none and then and and Whoopi Goldberg's character comes in and just like bull in a china shop type mm-hmm. of deal of just like disturbing the peace or whatever quote unquote and but then they grow this really tender sweet friendship and 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 like uh respect for one another's 
lifestyles, mm-hmm. even though they could not be further apart from one another, they're still really close friends. And so having that like little bit at the beginning of this one, I think is a great way for pe- like the viewers to be reminded of that growth that they've both had yeah. and like the and and maggie smith could not be better in that scene you're well, right they she also they also bring it up, up all that emotion they bring it up because like you know they're they're asking Whoopi to like come to the school and she's like hemming and hawing and then when she says like mother superior is desperate that's when she's like okay i'm going like it was just like yeah yeah forget this show i i'm you know i've got places to be right she's like being a um very uh you know want to be a good friend yeah like that's just her go-to like she's she will put that above those are her priorities above her job yeah which is um i don't know honorable i guess yeah did you <laughs> do you realize that this this uh movie has a 19 percent on rotten tomatoes no that seems so low like it's this is What's not wrong with rotten tomatoes people i don't i'm not sure it's like like you know we've seen much worse movies for yes. this podcast that have much higher <laughs> rotten tomato scores i'm not like i wouldn't is this the critics one or yeah, the popular this, one it's the critics one yeah well. and like the you know i like yeah not every story resonates with critics but like I don't know. It's not like this is not a bad movie. Like we've seen better movies and I would I would never I would not say like, oh, you have like Sister Act 2, one of the greatest movies of all time. Like, you know, it deserves to have like a 98 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. But like it's a very like serviceable, watchable movie. Like there's no I would never dame to give a movie, especially with Maggie Smith in it, a 19 percent. She herself I, I, gives it like at least yeah. 60. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more, obviously. Like, I love this movie. I th- I think like the performances are what carries the movie. If, yeah. if it was like maybe any like and, and the music is good. But I mean, a lot of them are like cl- classic, you know, religious songs. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, can you go wrong with that? No. But um the the performances i think is are are really good although like i could see how in 93 they would be critical of like a lot of the kids that are hired to be in the class at the time like lauren hill are actual musicians like sure. there's a couple dudes and a couple ladies that i think at the time were trying to break as artists mm-hmm. um or were in bands or something like that and so i could see how maybe you could be critical of their like acting skills because they're originally not actors but they're still doing decent, like uh, yeah, for that's, that's the being thing. like very young people. I don't know. Maybe I'm just giving excuses. But I was, I, yeah, I was not like that. I wasn't appalled. Yeah, I wasn't that bummed out by like anybody's performance. I wasn't like, oh, here we go, another another singer trying to be a actor. Like, right. I think everybody did like a pretty good job. I'm just like, you know what? I think we need to like fight Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I think we need to um, go to Rotten Tomatoes' office and just- And throw tomatoes at yeah, them. Yeah, and just kick the crap out of everybody at the office. <laughs> That's what you get for rating Sister Act 2 Back in the Habit, a 19%. And if you don't change it, we're coming for you. Oh, my God. Us, this Lauren Hill, Whoopi Goldberg- Maggie Frank, Smith. Maggie Smith, Frank A., we're all coming <laughs> hey, for you. Oh. <laughs> Especially the- Frank A., <laughs> okay the one thing i realized that's 
weird about this movie well one of one of the things that's weird but that was the first time that I noticed this time around this viewing was there's a weird editing situation where they or I assume it's editing because the the like storyline make it we it feels like it's a little backwards they have a scene where Maggie Smith and Father Maurice sort of meet in the hallway randomly and it's a standalone scene you could put it in the movie at any point Mm -hmm. really like as long as it's in the first you know first half um it's not connected to anything and it's Father Maurice voicing his concerns about Whoopi Goldberg's character because he doesn't know that she's a Vegas worker she just she she, they the nuns lie to him and they tell like Maggie Smith tells him she used to be she has been a nun and which she's not and Mm -hmm. she's been working at a women's uh prison in Louisiana or some shit Mm -hmm. like some ridiculous story none of this is true and so Father Maurice is in the dark about where Whoopi Goldberg's character comes from but of course she's like not the cookie cutter nun because she's not a nun mm-hmm. um and so he voices his concern very sort of softly and kindly to maggie smith and she's like oh i had i had reservations too when we first started working together but trust me you you need to let it take its course it will work out at the end whatever that means and but at that point in the movie like he references like oh, I heard about the, like, pep rally she ran and, yeah. like, all this stuff. And you're like, pep rally? What the fuck <laughs> is he talking about? So far, she has o- arrived, had a meal with them, and met the, the kids once. Right. Like, at that, that point in the movie. And it doesn't make any sense. But in a couple scenes later, she's running this, like, private meeting with all the teachers trying to get them to realize, like, we need to do something for the school to survive. These kids deserve it blah 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 we need to change curriculum and the the teachers are like well i don't know about changing curriculum like that's a, like you know we've always done things this way and we should keep going and and so i was like wait is that the pep rally that yeah. they mentioned beforehand i wonder yeah because there it is that is you're right and like the reason i think the reason why that scene is kept in is because it sort of establishes that there's a bit of a like pass between mother superior and father maurice and, like, throughout the movie, they kind of have this, like, almost will-they-won't-they they kind of, like... I'm so budding. glad you said that. At the end, I was like, I bet there's, like, uh, like fanfic about right. this, too, out in, on the internet. And I think, like, that's the only reason that that scene exists, because I bet, I bet you're right. I bet there's, like, either it's out of sequence, which seems probably in like i don't think that they that seems like a big editing mistake but maybe but or that they just cut a scene where she tried to do like a pep rally with the whole school and it just kind of like fell flat and right right. that like they were thinking you know i see garbanzo in the background um (laughs) got distracted uh, your dog is so cute um but yeah (laughs) i he he mentions the pep rally and that it didn't go very well. And I was, yeah, I, I, I kind of, I turned my head a little bit. I'm like, maybe I was just not paying attention. And there was like a quick scene that I missed, but I think most likely is it just got cut is my guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Which is a technical error. Probably. It's a goof. It's a goof. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't like take away from the movie. No, it's like, still, 
you're still getting the emotional impact. You're still getting the story understanding. The performances are great. The songs yeah. are bangers. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's it's a great movie. I would give it a... Well, we're going to get well, it. Well, why don't we get into it right now? Since ooh, uh, ooh, Rotten ooh. Tomatoes gives it 19%. Uh, Liza, if you had to give a rating out of five... Five pews at the church, at the the church school that they're at. What? How many pews would you give Sister Act Two back in the habit? Out of five pews, I would give it uh, four mm-hmm. and a half pews. Four and a half pews. I want to give it five. Wow. <laughs> but I, I, because of that weird editing thing, down half a point. Um, but it's a great time capsule. There's some phenomenal fashion choices and hairstyles and music choices mm-hmm. in this movie that only 1993 could represent. Yeah. Uh, there's we've already listed the numerous rock star actors and actresses in mm-hmm. it, including Whoopi Goldberg and Maggie Smith. Um, and it's funny. It's funny as fuck. Yeah. I'm sorry, I laugh a lot in this movie. It's <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, four four and a half. How about you? I uh, I would give it a solid pew 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 pew. Like I think it's three <laughs> three and a half pews. I think okay. is I like. I, again, the 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 nineteen percent puzzles me. It's not a bad movie, and it's not like other than you're right that weird like either cutscene or edit is strange. But it's not like I don't know. Like nineteen percent to me is like reserved for like really bad movies, and this movie is it's fun. Like you said, it's a good time capsule for the '90s, and the performances are good. The singing is fucking great. Like every you know, <clears throat> obviously they hired kid singers who to be actors for that reason mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's good like the songs are good mm-hmm. like the competition i think is like a great scene so like i don't know i i don't know where these fucking uh, uh, rotten tomatoes people are coming from again this is a catholic podcast but fuck you rotten tomatoes you fucking losers and we're you coming die for you. yeah <laughs> and you're we're coming for you the whole catholic church is coming for you represented by us the the head god. the number oh one god. the number one Catholic podcast throwback oh to god. school they're definitely coming to our door today <laughs> before this even they're, gets released they're... like somebody's gonna knock on my door in like ten minutes <laughs> it's like the FBI of yeah of Catholic but it's Catholic a yeah a bunch Church. of bunch of nuns <laughs> it's whoopee hey if Maggie if Maggie Smith is included oh god, please it, come to my if, house if that's the way I meet Maggie Smith I will. <laughs> I'll I'll do it. All right. Let's get to the surprise prize. All right. Is the surprise prize Maggie Smith? <laughs> you wish. I do. Obviously. Obviously. Can you hear the drums, Maggie Smith? <laughs> For this week's surprise prize, mm-hmm. I thought we would uh, talk about the fact that it was 
your birthday oh this boy. week. Oh boy. This this recording week, not when this comes out. No, this is um, like a full week after. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, and I'm sorry I didn't get you Maggie Smith for your birthday, but it's fine. I thought we could sort of I have a couple questions for you. Oh. I looked up celebrities who share your birthday. Oh, do you want me to name them off? Because I bet I know who you picked. Uh, sure, we can do that. I have other things, but try. It. I have I've listed seven people oh, who seven. I know who they are. There are lo- there's other people there, but I don't know who they are. So okay. I picked seven that I know. So I have four in mind that you named. Whoa. Okay, go. Number one, Cutie Pie, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm-hmm. That's right. Paris Hilton. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, famed basketball player, and Billy Joel, uh, Billy Joel Armstrong, the lead singer of Green Day. Oh my gosh! Yes, I saw him on the list, and I was like, I should know who this is, (laughs) (laughs) but I did not write him down. And of course, because it's Green Day. Yes, I don't know who else he wrote down. Others on this list are. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, really? Yeah, he's wow. actually born my year and on your birthday. I the last time I would have looked at this list, he may not have been famous yet. So that's true. Yeah. Lou Diamond Phillips. Mm. Larry the Cable Guy. Oh boy. And Denise Richards. <laughs> Denise. Wow. <laughs> Aren't you lucky? Yeah, Larry the Cable Guy. I really lucked out big time. <laughs> We really do um, get her done on Feb 17, so. <laughs> so, my question to you is, since you share your birthday with your, well, birthday week with your wife, mm-hmm. you ha- you're used to sharing birthdays, celebrations. Mm-hmm. So, I thought I would ask you, out of that list of folks, so the four you brought up and the four I brought up, mm-hmm. who would you rather have a birthday party with? to share of those eight people mm-hmm. joseph gordon levitt for sure good good answer i kind of thought you were gonna say michael jordan but i know enough about like basketball i know so enough much. about michael jordan's personality that like i just like i admire his ability and the fact that he is one of one of the best i wouldn't say the best but one of the best players to ever play the game but he seems to have an insufferable personality, and I don't think mm. I'd want to uh, spend a, a ton of time with him. I'd love to meet him, but and we could like do the the February seventeenth handshake. But um, <laughs> you know that one. The, uh, well, you don't know it, but I do know it, and so does Michael. Ugh. I hate feeling uh, outcast. Sorry, sorry. Ugh. Okay, second question would be, who would you rather share a present with? Ooh. Who would I rather share a present with? And it with? can't be the same person. Of that list. The, those are the rules. Hmm. I would share a present with... Oh. Hmm. <laughs> you know what? I would share a present with Ed Sheeran. Ew, why? Um, <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't like him. Well... He's what hmm. would be the present that you would share? A song. 
Okay. And we'd sing a duet. <laughs> the pre- the present like to you us. Would write, you would write a song for each other? Yes. Yeah. The song that he would write for, yeah, we would share songs we wrote to each other. <laughs> and then our gift to the world is that we'd sing it as a duet to the world. Because we would write the same song on accident. Oh, my gosh. I, I just got nauseous a little bit but from, I, like, I, the cheesy I mean, flavor. Yeah, I just kind of got swept away a little bit. That was beautiful. That thought I just had. Wait, wouldn't you want to share a basketball with Michael Jordan? You I, could, like, you could have, like, custody choices and, like, one week it's your ball and one week it's his ball. No, and I made... you could I, have games together. I made my decision. Okay. Or you could share a chihuahua with Paris Hilton. I don't think she would share. I don't like, I just don't think that she would. I think like it would, we would have a a very ugly custody battle over the dog. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Perry Sultan probably doesn't know how to share. Good choices. Thank you. Is that the end of the questions? Birthday surprise prize. Wow. Thank you, Liza. Happy birthday, Aquarius baby. Thank you. Happy birthday, Paris. Happy birthday, Joe. Happy birthday, Michael. Happy birthday, Billy. Happy birthday, Ed. Happy birthday, Denise. Happy birthday, LDP. And happy birthday to the number one Feb 17th birthday, Larry the Giveaway. <laughs> Larry the Giveaway. <laughs> Larry the Giveaway. Um, as a... No, I'm not going to say this as a birthday gift. Uh, if you feel like supporting us, go to the Patreon and uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Good Talk Studios. You get bonus podcasts. And uh, they're fun. We did uh, we did our Pixar ranking last time. That's right. It's probably one of the best bonuses that are out there in the world. It's the ever. Yeah, I think it's it's going to go down as one of the best Patreon podcasts in history. So if you want to hear, we it, are nom- nominated for yeah, that. Yeah, we have been nominated. I just got the email. Uh, I can't believe I haven't. I didn't even share it with you. You just had a feeling, but we have been nominated. Oh, by, I knew it's oh, gold. You, okay. Uh, we got nominated by the Patreon board for the best Patreon episode in history. So you better the listen Patreon to it. Patreon board? The Patreon <laughs> board, yeah. Big Patreon. Um, <laughs> Mr. Patreon himself emailed me oh. and said, my, my boy, this was a great episode. It's um, the ghost of Richard Nixon, I guess. <laughs> Mr. Patreon. But Oh, Daddy <laughs> Patreon. Thank you. Anyways. Uh, go there, get the bonus episodes, and then you can go to our Instagram page. That's right. Social needs. Social needs. Uh, it's Instagram at the to school, Twitter at TBT school, and Facebook, the to school. Mm-hmm. And those are the social meds. Yeah. Follow us and like us. Yeah, please. And uh, hey, see you tomorrow. Okay. See you tomorrow, babies. Bye.